Hi, friends. It's been a little while now. Yeah, no. It actually has been probably a little too long, but I never like to rush the timing of whatever I do. Um, if you follow me on social media, then you know I recorded a podcast a few weeks ago and it actually, I deleted it right after I recorded it on accident. Um, do you have your drink? Cause it's kind of, kind of time to sip something. I'm sipping on chamomile tea tonight. It's super hot. Um, Obviously, I definitely have my smoke ready to fire up. If you follow me on social media, then you know what this podcast is about. We are going to talk about men, sex, and relationships. We also know that I have ADD, so we'll probably get off topic a little bit. But I will try to stay on topic as much as possible. Um... I feel like this is a super interesting topic for me. It's something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. However, I had to learn the right way, I guess, to talk about it. And so I think now is the time. For those that don't know, I have been divorced now for, it'll be two years in December. I was married for 14 years, so I'm pretty new to the dating game. I got married when I was 19, so yeah, I don't know shit about dating, to be honest with you, but I know a lot about men. A whole lot. Um, It's actually kind of scary how much I know about men. Um, So we'll just keep the combo casual for now, and we'll kind of talk about what dating has been like for me after divorce. It's been hella awkward. It's been unsuccessful. And it's been more draining than it's been fulfilling. And let's talk about why. Number one is my main focus is healing myself. So I realized pretty quickly on that, of course, I enjoy the company of adults But I don't enjoy the company of adults that want to be in relationships two days after you meet somebody. That's like weird and hella fucking desperate, in my opinion. Drink something. My God, that tea is hot. Um, It's weird. It's not what I'm used to. It's not masculine to me at all and I in particular I mean I like really masculine men like I like mm, manly men um I not too fond of the man who's getting a manicure unless it's like my girl drug me here she has no friends so I'm getting one too I don't want the guy who called me like hey I scheduled my petty and my money you want one too like that's that's kind of weird to me Um, but to each their own. Let's talk about some things that are pretty universal that I think men need some help with. And I think women could help men in this area. The word I'm talking about is charisma. Men 
completely lack charisma in this day and age. Quite frankly, they probably don't need much charisma because all of these girls are so anxious and so itchy in their pants. They can't wait to get the fuck out of them. So the men probably haven't had to be very charismatic to get pussy in a long time. So they've been disconnected from the charismatic gentlemen that really God intended them to be. Let's be honest. Um, My brother said this recently that one of his teachers had told him that Jesus was, you know, the ultimate example of a gentleman because though he offers his help and he lets it be very well known that he's interested in you, he only pursues you at your green light. He only he only incorporates himself into your life if you want him to be incorporated into your life. Even though he knows that he's the best thing for you, he's not going to force himself upon you. He's the gentleman. He's waiting for the green light from you. Men used to be that way. Men used to have a certain level of knowing that they had to impress a woman if they were going to get pussy from her. Let's just keep it real, guys. No need to sugarcoat, right? Drink something. I know that word's heavy for a lot of you. Drink something. So the charisma is gone, but why is the charisma gone? The charisma is gone because women no longer require charisma because a lot of women are thirsty as fuck. I'll pause again. Yes, ladies, a lot of you are thirsty as fuck and it's hella unattractive and it's making all of our jobs a lot fucking harder out here because you've convinced these men that they're the shit and they're not like we're the shit. We're the prize. We're the treasure. They should be chasing after us. They should be you know, doing whatever it takes to become whoever it is that we see fit to wear the crown. But instead, it's almost as if women have become the chasers and men are kind of casually sitting around with their zipper down waiting for you to jump on their dick. Because from everything I see, it looks like you guys are pretty ready to do that willingly and pretty quickly. Drink something. So men, is it your fault? Hmm. Kind of. Because at some point in time, you started to give hoes so much more value than real wholesome women. What a lot of women will not admit is that they desire the leadership and guidance of a man. Not only do they desire it, they need it, and they are always keeping a watchful eye out for it. So what you guided and directed the women of this land to interpret as um, desirable were host. You started to give host more credibility, more attention than you were giving real women. So the real women naturally adapted to the environment that they were in because we are raised to find a suitor and to become whatever it is 
um, that's magnetically attractive to a man is what a woman is naturally going to become in that society because her brain has been programmed to be that way. So slowly but surely and gradually, women of moral demeanor started to not have as much value on those morals because those morals weren't getting them anywhere. Then what ends up happening is that men realize, oh shit, hoes are fun to play with, but they're not so fun to build a house with. So they let their pleasures produce life with someone they don't really like or see as a respectable suitor to build a family with, and so they run. Leaving a woman who is already very emotionally um, fragile, completely damaged, broken, and now seeking for more and more and more validation. Many of us are running through this existence here on this plane, in this dimension, and what we seek for the most is validation. Whether it's through success, money, women, men, popularity, followers on Instagram, social media, whatever. Most things are rooted in the need to be validated. Why do we need to be validated? Reason being is a lot of us have abandonment issues, neglect issues, things from our childhood that are unresolved. And... They're not a secret because they keep coming up and you keep disguising and masking them as other things. You know, um, an example of that is you're not getting a call back from, say, someone that you slept with, someone you were interested in, someone that you thought was interested in you. And now magically there's no communication there. There's no talking there. There's no validation that what you thought was real was actually real so that can make anyone really go psycho but really make an emotion someone who's already emotionally fragile explode and then you come off as crazy psycho and all these other things when in reality to you you feel like someone led you on and someone did lead you on you led yourself on drink something You led yourself on. If you look back on it, that's kind of what makes you the most angry is that you saw all the red flags, you saw all the signs, you saw all of that, and you ignored it because you wanted it to be what you wanted it to be. You didn't want it to be what it was presenting itself to be. You didn't want it to be what it actually was. You wanted it to be what you wanted it to be, and so you made it be that. And when it unfolded and it was exactly what you knew it was when all those red flags were popping up, now you want to beat yourself up and beat yourself down and beat that person down. Not because it makes you feel better, but because it gives you a release for the anger that you really are holding towards yourself because you did something you knew better than to do because you knew from jump it really wasn't for you. Now, where all of this gets really, really complicated is getting on the topic of truth. 
How honest are you willing to be with yourself? How honest are you willing to be with the people that you share the most intimate parts of yourself with? Men, when you introduce yourself into a woman's life, if all you want to do is fuck, have sex, have a good time, have drinks, say that. Be man enough to be like, yo, this is what I want. Because there's a lot of women out there that that's all the fuck they want too. And that would be a great fucking arrangement for you. Where you fuck up at is being completely deceiving with someone who's being completely honest with you. That's where you create a psycho bitch. That's where you create all these fucking problems. That's where you create all this built up karma that's going to be slapping you in the pa- in the face for the next five years. Because you failed to just be transparent and honest. Something about lies that really bother me is rooted in something that my father raised me in. A belief my father gave me. And I like the belief, so I choose to keep it. And my father said, Vanessa, you should never lie to somebody. Because you should never walk around earth scared of anybody but God. And he said, when somebody fixes their mouth to lie, they only do that because they're scared. My father was convinced that you only lie when you're scared. I agree with that. Any time in my life when I've chosen to lie over tell the truth, it's usually because I'm scared of what the truth might bring my way. Drink something, please. Mm, We're getting kind of deep now, right? I'm going to take it a little bit further. My dad also told me that three characteristics always go together. If you will lie, then you will steal and you will cheat. If you will steal, then you will lie and you will cheat. If you will cheat then you will steal and you will lie as well. Those three characteristics go together. Those, that has been proven true in my life. Anytime someone has lied to me, I have found that they cheat in some form or fashion. Not per se cheat on a relationship, cheat on this shit, but they take a lot of shortcuts in life. They cheat themselves. They steal a lot. Stealing can be stealing content from someone, stealing ideas from someone, stealing joy, stealing um, a sense of accomplishment from someone. Theft comes in many forms. Cheating comes in many forms, and lying comes in many forms. We as humans love to manipulate a situation into our favor, and so a lot of times we lie to ourselves. And in return, we cheat ourselves from blessings God has waiting for us. And with that action, not only do we steal from our generational bank, steal from God. 
I'll let you figure those things out and how they correlate on your own. I'll let God move your heart in that way. But I need you to realize that when you lie to yourself, you steal from God. When you lie to yourself, you cheat on God. When you cheat on God, you're lying to yourself. You're stealing from yourself. It really is all about you at the end of the day. And the relationship that you have with yourself will determine the relationships that you have outside of yourself. I have spent the majority of my life being a people pleaser, being a perfectionist, being what I deemed the definition of perfect. I'm going to get the right grades. I'm going to have the best handwriting, best outfit, best makeup, best hair, best house, best car, best everything. Everything the best. If it's not the best, if I'm not shitting on the world, I am not good enough. That's the mindset that I've carried around a lot in my life. It's a mindset that I'm still trying to detox from. Because that mindset is trying to prove a point. And whenever you live your life from a standpoint of trying to prove a point, the only point you're going to prove is that you're not proving a point at all. (laughs) The only point that you're going to prove is that you're insecure and you don't really like yourself. Drink something. How many of you have stayed in a relationship because you're trying to prove a point? A lot of us, huh? How much of yourself did you lose while you were proving that point? How much of yourself are you willing to lose to prove a point? How much? Because... To circle back to what I was talking about, the morally motivated women from the past compromised themselves for attention, and now we've compromised our entire generation that we birthed to our insecurities. We now have a generation of Cardi B's influencing our daughters because we allowed the hoes to influence the morally motivated women we allowed as women the little wanes to override the Tupacs we allowed the Beyonce's to override the Lauren Hills because we desired attention more than we desired substance We wanted somebody to tell us our sins were okay versus somebody who told us that we should probably check our morals because we were losing them. As a society, we tend to make the one normal person who still has their wits about them, we tend to make them the crazy one. Because if we can make them the crazy one, then we can feel really comfortable in the sin that we choose to live in. If you can get the majority to agree with you, 
and your horrible decisions, somehow in that mind of yours, it's no longer a horrible decision because you have all these people that agree with it and that do the same thing as you. Sounds very much like the Lucifer when he was in heaven. Trying to convince everyone that his way was the right way. And that they were being mind controlled and manipulated by the one who created them. So we've been getting fooled this way for a long time. And we're still falling for the same tricks. When's the last time you evaluated the relationship you have with yourself? When's the last time you evaluated the autobiography you've written about yourself? How many times have you picked up a new notebook and a new pen and started writing a new story? It's hard to write a new story when you've gotten so invested in another story. It's kind of hard to rewrite that intro and think of some new ideas. But the beautiful thing about our mind is that it really is endless and it goes wherever we take it. So if your mind is still stuck on that fuck boy and you're wondering why he doesn't like you, it's probably because you're not a fuck girl. You don't line up with his story that he made up in his head of what he wants. And you also have probably altered your story of what you thought you wanted. And you probably need to get a new notebook and a new pen and start over. Why do we punish ourselves for wanting new things? Why do we punish ourselves for wanting things that make us feel better? Your body is the biggest compass that God ever gave you to direct you on this land. Do what feels right. Even when you're doing it alone. You won't do it alone forever. But it's better to do it alone for a while than to entertain a crowd of people that don't have your best interests at heart. It's better to be sad for a little while, to be lonely for a little while, than to have false happiness and false fulfillment. How do you know something is a false fulfillment? Is when that thing leaves You feel less than. You feel... You feel unwhole. There's not one person on earth that should make you a whole person. You should be whole all by yourself. And you should be by yourself until you are whole 100%. Because if you don't, 
That's like inviting a person to come stay the night at your house, but it's in the middle of being remodeled and you don't have any walls. You just have a foundation and maybe a roof. I mean, thanks for the invite, but it's not really where I want to stay. It doesn't really feel comfortable or safe here. Reevaluate what you're entertaining and why you're entertaining it. Reevaluate whose phone call you're waiting on and why you're waiting on that phone call. Reevaluate the people you're ignoring. Reevaluate the way you're talking to yourself. And reevaluate who you're inviting into your life. Because some things are for a season. And other things that were meant for a season, we allow them to stay for a lifetime. What are you allowing to stay longer than it should? What are you allowing to linger that you should have cut off a long time ago? It's time to do some spring cleaning, friends. It's time to reevaluate the way you view relationships, the way you view sex, and the way you view men. There's a lot going on. And the last thing you need right now is to be distracted by something that doesn't serve your highest purpose. If anything in your life right now doesn't line up with who you are five years from now, let that shit go. I love you and I'm always here for you. Bye, friends. Hi, friends. Okay, I'm being extra. What's new? Anyways, if you press play, I hope you have a drinky drink. If you smoky smoke, get a smoky smoke. If you do like meth and heroin and like things like that, um, you're probably not really listening to a podcast. You're probably asleep or like on a binge or something. So hopefully once you get clean and you get your shit together, like you'll come join us over here on the chill side. You know what I mean? And we'll be here waiting for you and um, willing to accept your presence at any moment. Even if you are high right now, we don't care. Who the fuck cares? I don't. I don't have no room to judge. Tonight, I'm drinking water. Okay. Um, pH level 10. Whatever the fuck that really means. I don't know. Oh, it, it has alkalines and electrolytes and all that good stuff. Because I guess we need that. Good old regular water wasn't enough. So we needed like this like super special water. It says it's strong alkaline, electrolyte infused, smooth, silky taste, fluoride free. That's always good. BPA free. That's good too. And oh, it's eco friendly. So, hey, drink something. Hopefully, you're drinking like wine, whiskey, cognac. Yeah, I said it like that. Drink some more.
I don't know why I got hella hyper when I started recording because I was so chill. The unfortunate part about this recording is um, I have to have my phone plugged in to the charger. <laughs> um, I work from home all day and my phone still be dead. That don't make no sense. All right, so we was talking about a little relationship things, liars, cheaters, and thieves. <laughs> How they all link. Um, I really think I'm a singer, guys, but I don't have the courage. Anyways, um, we'll talk about that in another podcast. Tonight, I'm going to branch off something. Um... That was a conversation that I had with my brother. I'm always talking to one of my brothers. Um, they're literally my only friends. And I think they're only my friends because they feel like they have to be my friend. Um, however, I digress. Um, back to the topic at hand. Hey, um, if you smoke something, you can feel free to light it right now. You know what I mean? You don't have to like be politically correct here. You could just be yourself. You know, you don't have to be um, who the world wants you to be. You don't have to be any of that. Like you could be ugly right now. You could have your gut hanging out. You could be butt ass naked. You could be in the bathtub. You could be in the shower. You could be at work. Um, However, if you're in a public place, definitely make sure you have your earbuds in because I am not the person to have on nobody's speakerphone unless you are alone. Anyways. If you want to light some shit, light it. Why not? Um, It's your life. And shit, the way 2020 is going, you might not have much of that left. So just do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) Not really, though. I mean, let me not. Okay, I'm not here to influence. Well, I guess I am. Um, No, I haven't been drinking. This is me sober. This is probably why I should stay intoxicated. I was literally born a natural fucking like maniac um with hella energy so let's get on topic which what's the topic whatever we want it to be because that's what we do here at the sauce talk with vp which i guess i should probably say the name of my podcast more throughout my podcast we're learning and growing together guys like who cares right we're all friends here um so let's talk about just like how the fuck you feel about yourself because (laughs) energies are high as fuck and i know a lot of you guys don't believe in astrology and all of that good shit but i do and i um been feeling the shits we're coming into libra season (laughs) hello bitch that means it is time to floss on a hoe okay Libras are all about being beautiful. They are they love things that are aesthetically pleasing. That's usually why they're hoes. <laughs> Sorry, Libras. I'm gonna call you out, but you know you like to hop around. Oh my god, this looks better. I'm gonna go here. Yeah, you know how y'all are. Um, that's neither here nor there, but That kind of sends us into a season where we want to be beautiful. We want to be comforting, not comforting. We want to be comfortable. We want fall to come. We want cooler weather. We want 
fall fashion. We're ready for boots, scarves, and jackets, and you know, all the cute things, all the holidays. Um, but what's really funny about that is all of a sudden you are hella insecure. Which is weird because Libras are not insecure. Libras are confident. Um, But when that isn't your natural habitat and the energies are forcing you to activate bad bitch mode or mm, Morris Chestnut mode. I don't know for the guys. I don't know what you call that. Rico Suave mode for the gentlemen. When that's not your natural state. And the energy is calling for you to step up your game to that level. You can really start feeling insecure. So if the universe, if the energies are telling you, yo, you need to get sexy right now because it's that time of year. It's time to floss. It's time to show out. Right. Um, And that's not your usual. All of a sudden, you're looking in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, I'm so fat. Oh my God, look at this cellulite. Oh my God, look at my nails. Oh my God, look at my hair. Oh my God, look at my teeth. Oh my God, look at this. Oh my God, look at that. Mm, Can we just pause? Take deep breaths. And just as politely as you can. Say, self, will you just shut the fuck up? Because I got some bitches to shit on this season, and I'm going to need you (laughs) to take a back seat, honey. Okay? Because let me tell you something. The reality of the situation is that your confidence is you. I know damn well everybody listening to this podcast can picture... Somebody who is not aesthetically attractive, for those who don't have a good vocabulary, aesthetically means like who's not pretty or handsome, right? But they get hella hoes. Why? Because they think they're the shit. So guess what ends up happening? Everyone around you is convinced that you're the shit too. Even if they're looking at you and they're like, you look like shit, but you're shitting on everyone in this room, why? The why is usually the same answer to why everyone in the room hates that person. And it's because they're fucking owning the room. They don't give a fuck what you think. Because usually those same people were called ugly, fat, whatever the fuck else everybody wants to put people down for, whatever insults you can think of in your mind. They were insulted so much that they got a fuck it and fuck you attitude. Because in their world... There was no pleasing anyone because everywhere they went, they were just ugly, dumb, stupid, whatever the fuck people insulted them with. And so there's like that small group of people that was like, you know what? Fuck these people. I don't really like them, but you know what? I like myself. So I'm just going to fuck with myself real fucking heavy. 
this usually when it starts getting quiet um because some of us are realizing that we're not the people that said fuck those people and I'm the shit and I'm gonna do me regardless some of us are realizing that we're the people sitting on the couch with our nose up talking shit about that person it's okay if you're sitting on the couch and you're juicing that motherfucker up like, damn, bitch, you looking cute. Oh, I love your outfit. What? If you're that person sitting on the couch, I love you. God loves you. You love yourself. <laughs> Beautiful things are coming to your life. If you're the person sitting on the couch, like you're, with, your, with, your, with your posture all fully straight, your nose all the way in the air. Your lip crunched up on the side. Like, bitch, go eat garlic. Like, ew. Really? We still do that in 2020? We still hate on a motherfucker because they like themselves? Do you know how fucking lame that is? Do you know how much you have to literally... <laughs> you Do you know how much you have to literally hate yourself for you to not like someone because they like themselves? Even if they like themselves more than you, isn't that how the fuck it's supposed to be? But we won't give that person props. We won't ask that person for tips. We won't study that person and how they work that room and how they do that and how, how, what, no, no, we can't, we wouldn't dare spark an intelligent conversation that might teach us something. Mm Mm-mm. You want to sit there with your fucking nose in the air like you think you're better than somebody. But we all know that you know you're not better than anyone in this room and you feel like shit. You could literally be the prettiest girl in the room. But if you're the prettiest girl in the room with your nose in the fucking air. And your face down and you're just like, I'm the shit. I'm better than everybody in here. No one likes you. I'll keep it real with you. Like no one likes you. No one wants to be your friend. And the people that do are probably way weaker than you and literally have no one else to hang out with. So they literally just deal with you. They don't want to be around you. They deal with you for whatever, for whatever kind of benefit they get out of it. They do it for that reason. The moment they're able to get away from you and escape that they will the moment they get to I'm just gonna pause you guys want to drink something because that was heavy I just read the fuck out of somebody but it's okay I'm doing it out of love literally it doesn't feel like it but I am Because I really, like, want you guys to be better. Because that's dumb and it's lame and it's so fucking played out. Like, to honestly be irritated by somebody's confidence is, like, so self-telling. You really don't like this is what I want you guys to understand, which is why I try to make this such a comfortable space, because I don't want you judging yourself during this time. 
I don't want you making excuses for yourself during this time. It's just fucking you here. And I mean, you hear my voice, but I'm not fucking there. So nobody can see you. Okay. The reason this is important is because you have to fucking be honest with yourself. You can lie to everyone else, whatever, but you have to fucking be honest with your mother fucking self. Because like, well, I shouldn't say you have to be. If you're listening to this, then you're probably like on some kind of self-discovery. You're thinking about something. You want to expand something. You're probably just self-aware. You know what I mean? So that's why I say you need to do this because I feel like if you're on the path to bettering yourself and you really want to be a better you, there is no, absolutely no way to do that if you cannot be honest with yourself about ugly ass parts of yourself. And nobody else has to know about that. Usually you share that after you've healed from it, after you're not that person anymore. Then that's when you share it. Even then, you don't have to. Obviously, there's just some people that choose to. So with that being said, if you can't be brutally honest with yourself, just stop listening. Well, no, don't stop listening. Because I want you to know what to do when you are ready to be brutally honest with yourself. But I'll prepare you that this not might not be the podcast that super resonates with you if you are not at the point yet where you're able to be 100% honest with yourself. Because the people I'm talking to tonight are the people that actually want to be the person that's owning the room or the person that's on the couch cheering on the person that's owning the fucking room. This isn't for the prettiest girls, the hottest girl. This is for the people who want to fucking be a solid ass human being. Everyone talks about wanting to change the world. Oh my God, the world's so crazy, blah, blah, blah. That's because people have no fucking control of their energy. They have no control over what they're, they, it's not that they don't have control. That's the wrong word. They don't take responsibility for the energy that they put out into the world. And most people expect the people around them to level out their irrational thoughts, their irrational behaviors, and their irrational insecurities. They want those behaviors that are negative and dark about themselves to become someone else's responsibility so that they never have to sit down with the sauce talk vp and get really fucking real with themselves really honest with themselves when you start getting to a point of peace within yourself you really don't have drama with anyone else it's almost impossible To get you to entertain drama when you have become so solid with yourself. Because you value that shit. And you worked hard for that shit. 
So you're not going to let somebody just come and rob you of that. You will politely dismiss a motherfucker from your life before you will allow them to rob you of any bit of peace and joy that you have. I'm going to teach you how to get to that level. Number one, how you get to that level is be fucking honest with yourself about the dumb ass shit that you do. Get really real with yourself about your insecurities. Get really real about yourself about the people that you are jealous of, that you envy, that you're hating on, that you wish you were. Get really real about that. Get really real about your dedication level how dedicated are you to really being who you claim you want to be get really real about your discipline level get really real about getting your fucking house in order get really real about being consistent get really real and really ready to say goodbye to a lot of people Are you ready now? No? Kind of. Drink something. Drink a little bit of drink of a drink. Y'all got to tell me one time, like, what do y'all drink while you're listening to my podcast? Are y'all lame like me and drinking water? Or no? Okay, guys, this is heavy. I know it is. I know that this is hard. I know that some of y'all are pissed off right now. Some of y'all ain't even hearing me right now because y'all done turned this shit off. I got to accept that too. Um, Who this is for, it'll be for. And that's all I have to worry about. So... I want to... tell you about the best way to start doing what they like to call shadow work. What is a shadow? A shadow is a reflection of you that is dark. Before I even get started, let me remind you that a shadow can only be produced when it is backed by light. Some of that will fly right over your heads. But, yeah. If you're complete darkness, you don't have a shadow self. Because you don't have any light. So for all the Christians that want to act like they're so holier than thou, they don't have a dark part of themselves, like, go tell that lie to yourself in the mirror because ain't nobody else believing it but you. Um, so how do we work on our shadow self? One, step one, pray. Ask God to reveal the parts of you that you need to change. Step two. Get ready to be put in a lot of really 
fucked up situations that allows you to practice what the fuck you preach. What do you mean by that, BP? What I mean by that is that if you pray, you ask God for patience, honey child, get ready to be in some motherfucking situations that require patience. Okay. If you go to a personal trainer and you're like, hey, I want to lose 50 pounds. I want my ass to be fat. He's going to make your ass do some squats. Your ass is going to run. And it ain't going to be no little workout you be doing at home when you're like, I'm tired. I'm going to sit down on this bed. No. Mm-mm. You're going to be past tired. You're going to be burning. You might be throwing up. You might be crying. Guess what that trainer going to say? Come on, you got this. Let's go. Why? Because he knows you're capable of more than what you've ever told yourself you're capable of. His job is to bring out the beast in you. What the fuck would uh, the point of a trainer be if you guys were at the gym and you're like, I'm tired. He's like, oh, okay, go ahead and take a break. You wouldn't need no fucking trainer for that. Your biggest trainer for your shadow work is God and Holy Spirit and yourself, keeping yourself accountable. Okay? Pray to God. God, show me myself. Show me the parts of me that I need to change. Lord, give me the strength to do what I need to do to get myself to this level that I would like to be at. God, protect me while I, take, while I, while I go on this journey, Lord God. Please bless my path. God, I know I'm praying for patience, but please, you know, can you bless me with a little bit? Like, can you give me a vaccine of of patience before I get put in all these viral situations that you want me to utilize my patience in? Can you give me like a, a five hour energy drink? He will do it for you. Okay. I promise you that. But you still gotta do the work. It's gonna be sometimes. I'm gonna tell you one of the best ways to do your shadow work. Get comfortable apologizing. Get comfortable admitting when you're wrong. Get comfortable going back and having conversations over again because you didn't have it right the first time. And you no longer have the privilege of saying, fuck that, or I don't care, or that's just how I am. You lose those privileges when you start doing shadow work, because that's not just who you are. You are who the hell you say you are. You are who you make yourself. You are who you train yourself to be. You are who, what well, you are the decisions you make moment by moment. That builds up who you are. And that can change right now. So, if you want to stop being a disgusting human being, if you want to start to accomplish all the goals that you have in your mind to accomplish, if you want to drop that 10 pounds you've been waiting to lose, if you want to get that job you've been wanting forever, if you want to go back to school, If you want to, shit, I don't know, leave your husband and start a new life. If you want to get back with your husband and start a new life. If you want to 
see the old husband you used to know and you're still married and you don't know where the fuck he went. If you want all of those things to work out for you, work on yourself. Because guess what? The more whole you become, the more whole the things around you become. How do you become a better person? Fucking be a better person. How do you get more patience? Be more patient when you're put in situations that require patience. How do you lose weight? Don't eat as much as you have been. Talk nice to yourself. Do the work. Pay for a trainer. Invest into yourself. Invest into your body if that's what you need to do. My point is, if you want to be a better person, get comfortable with asking for help. Get comfortable with investing in yourself. That investment is going to require monetary investment. That investment is going to require time. That investment is going to require tears. That investment is going to require a whole lot of humility. And most importantly, that investment is going to cost you your insecurities because you cannot bring insecurity to the new world that you want to live. If you bring your insecurities with you, you're not living a new life. You just put on a different mask. We're definitely coming on a new day, a new time, a new way. I just want to encourage you to stop taking shortcuts. I want to encourage you to stop being so quick to cut people off because you don't want to have a hard conversation. I want to encourage you to stop putting yourself down because you don't look like everyone else. 